Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to We Gotta Talk, where it's all about real talk on big topics. Really excited about today's episode because I feel like, you know, we're always feeding your feeding your mind here on We Gotta Talk, talking about big issues and complicated and nuanced topics. But today, uh, we are going to help feed you literally. <laughs> we have someone on who is going to help sort of demystify what I feel like we all struggle with, which is what to make for damn dinner every night and how to make it healthy quick and good for your family. I have on Lainey Schwartz, who is the um, founder of Life is But a Dish. She's a food blogger and creator, uh, originally from Maryland, but now based in LA. And what I love about your stuff, Lainey, is that you really just, I mean, you make it simple. We were just talking before this interview started. I, I rolled in here pretty much in like a potato sack. Just <laughs> I like get it into home to do this interview. Life is always crazy. We need simplicity in our life. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm the same way. I just, I changed my shirt. I still have my sweaty clothes underneath and then we're showing up. We just do, do the best that we can. We do the best we can. That's actually my motto for cooking every day. <laughs> I do what I can. I have three kids. I know you have, you have two kids. Yes. I have and two how, girls. how old are they? They're eight and 10. Okay. So same. I've got a nine, seven and five year old. We're in that yeah. stage of life where you're just constantly going. And I feel yeah. like if I don't put deliberate thought into what I'm feeding them, it's going to be Chick-fil-A every day or something that I don't want. I mean, uh, I have to know, were you always the type of person who, like, are you a homemaker? I, I like, you know, do you love the kitchen? So I, I've always loved food and I grew up in a family that was always cooking. My mom's an amazing cook. My grandparents were great cooks. So I just grew up around delicious food all the time. But I didn't really start cooking for myself until college when nobody was cooking for me anymore. And I finally moved into an apartment with a bunch of girls. And that was when I discovered my love for grocery shopping and cooking and cooking for others. Uh, so it really, that's really when it started and it's just blossomed from there. So yes, I, I do love being in the kitchen, but I don't love it every single day because I'm like you, busy, crazy mom, always a million things going on, kids tugging at you. So I, I love it, but not all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a gilded prison is what it is. You're like, I'm glad to be here, but sometimes I want to get out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I grew up in a family too, where my mom and my, I mean, every, we're Italian, everybody, everybody's a good cook. And yeah. I, I sometimes feel guilty for, it's not that I don't like it when I do it. It's just that I have to do it to like it. And it's kind of a chicken and an egg problem, mm -hmm. you know, like I got to cut in somewhere on the cycle there and get started. Like, yeah. how do you, how do you, inspire the modern woman who, who probably wants to do that and make healthy, good meals, but doesn't feel like she knows where to plug it. I think just, so I'm, before I did this, I was a teacher. I was an elementary school teacher. And so teaching is really my first passion. As much as I love food, teaching is really what lights me up and gets me out of bed. So for me, being able to share my recipes and actually teach somebody or show them how simple it can be to make something taste really good I think that's what really does it for me. And so how do I do it? I, I just really share, if I eat something that's delicious that I know was so easy to make and that my family and friends loved it, I want to share it with the world. And if you, if I can show you how to do that and teach you how to do it, and then you do it and you have success, that keeps me going. Mm -hmm. So it's really just a matter of showing people how simple it really can be, because I think cooking can often feel super overwhelming 
pretty it does. Cool. And you know, I sign up for those stupid boxes that come in with all the yeah. chip chopped everything. And I'm like, this is not easy. No. Don't send me an onion and then tell me to cut it. If you're going to send me a, a damn onion, you better make sure that bitch is chopped. Yes. ready to go. I'm just yes. like, what am I even, I should have just gone to Publix and done it myself. Um, do you hate like pre, do you look at those and kind of cringe or are those good options? You know, I, I think it totally depends. I definitely don't cringe. And what if it, if you order those boxes and you love them, awesome. Like that's great. They don't work for me. I'm like you. I feel like I also can't follow recipes exactly. So I feel like if you're so tied to a recipe and they're sending you all these steps and you have to do this, it's going to take longer than if you were to just open your fridge and whip something up quickly. So right. um, nothing against them. If you love them, awesome. Not for me though. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And I have friends who love them and maybe I just got the wrong one. Maybe it's not, but it is, it does feel like, and here's another thing too. My issue is that, like I said, we're Italian and nothing ever feels like they send me these little bitty things. And I'm like, this is, yeah. who's this going to feed? This is going to feed. This is like not enough. It's a snack. I mean, I'm just making, I'm making this, um, I'm so proud of myself. Just happens to be a day that I decided to cook for the whole week that I'm interviewing you, but we're doing like a beef and broccoli kind of thing. And I looked at the recipe and it called for one pound of meat and I'm like, double it and double it. <laughs> you know? Yes. yes. It's just one clove of like garlic, enough. five, 5,000 cloves of yes. garlic. Like there's no, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's start talking to the people who want to get into the habit of cooking because we know it's healthier. We know it can be easier if you get into a good pattern. Do you believe in meal planning and, and why should we be doing this? Because this is a hard sell for a lot of people. Yeah. So again, similar to the delivery boxes, if meal planning works for you, run with it. If you, if you, I don't meal plan, it doesn't work for me because I'm the kind of person who because I'm so passionate about food, I, I don't know what I want to eat on Friday for dinner mm -hmm. on two, on Monday. I can't, if I'm not in the mood for it, I'm not going to have fun or enjoy making it. So it's hard for me to decide what I want for dinner tomorrow or the next day, because I don't know what I'm going to feel like, what I'm going to do. And I also feel stuck. Like if I have a meal plan for five days in a row, and what if we decide to go out to dinner or this plan, you know, things, things are constantly changing as you know. So for me, that doesn't work. I like the flexibility of having some staples on hand that I know I can pull from and I can just make whatever I feel like. Or if I don't feel like cooking, order takeout or go out or do something, but I don't want to feel tied and then waste a bunch of food. So what are those staples? Let's start there. So I always offer, I have like a, a basic pantry list or a, a, a pantry list that I always have a fully stocked pantry. So basics that I know I always use and get rid of the rest. I'm sure most people go into their pantries and don't even, they open it up and immediately it's stressful. It doesn't have to be the most organized, like a, you know, perfectly organized pantry, but you want to know what you have and you want to know that you actually use the things that are in your pantry. So for me, that's having different, you know, pasta shapes, um, white rice, brown rice, quinoa, different types of grains, um, you know, uh, beans, just, just kind of, staples that I know I always use so that anytime I open my pantry, I know that I can make some sort of pasta, some sort of rice, some, you know, I have things to pull from canned artichokes, things that I can just throw into salads, pastas, pizzas, whatever it is. What do you and do then, with canned artichokes? Cause I did buy those randomly two weeks ago because I was hungry. I was hungry shopping and I was like, I love artichokes. And I brought it home and yeah. I'm like, what am I going like to do? The, like the marinated artichokes yes. in the jar? Yeah. Yes. In the glass jar. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're delicious just to eat, but chop them up and throw them into a salad, into into like a baked chicken dish, um, 
you know, toss them with like tomatoes and olive oil and herbs and like put it over fish or over steak or um, throw them onto a pizza. I mean, there's a million, a million ways that you can do it. Opened up my mind in the biggest way. We have this running joke of, of baked chicken in our house. Like my, Uh (laughs) my husband is so, I mean, God love him. I'll be like, I tried this new thing. It's always a variation on a baked chicken dish. And he said, Uh sunny and throwing away your cast iron. He's just like, just don't try anymore. (laughs) It's enough with the big chicken. But here, but you just said that too. And it was like, oh my gosh, that would be actually a really good little garnish or like a new way to flavor it rather than just the boring salt, pepper, lemon, olive oil kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, think about any fresh produce that you can just chop it up and mix it in with and just serve it on the side or over the chicken. If the kids don't like it, you know, touching or whatever. Um, So yeah, there's lots of ways that you can just kind of zhuzh up your pantry staples. Okay. So pantry, we have beans, pastas, quinoas, grains, and things that, you know, the family Mm -hmm. will eat. Let's move to the fridge. What are some staples that you always like to have on hand? So even before, before the fridge, let's talk about the freezer. So I always have frozen meat on hand. So if, if you're not meat eaters, obviously this won't apply to you, but I always have frozen chicken, frozen ground turkey, ground beef, um, frozen steaks, things that I, again, I know that we'll eat, that we eat weekly. Right. Um, so do you always do ground having, meat or do you do whole pieces of chicken and whole, like what, what's your mix there? So we are a chicken breast family. So I have okay. tons of boneless, skinless chicken breasts. We do a ton of ground turkey and ground beef. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always have that. Sometimes I'll have some fish frozen and then sometimes I have some steaks frozen okay. as well. Got it. Okay. So, so just whatever, yeah, people do pork or the, whatever you like, always just having your, your freezer stock so that you can, again, it's almost like a mini meal plan. Sometimes I'll go in the beginning of the week and say, okay, maybe I'm not going to plan five days, but I know this week I'm going to pull out some ground beef, ground turkey. I could do meatloaf, meatballs, a um, uh, meat sauce. I could do, there's a mil- burgers. You could do anything. And I don't know what I'm going to make with it, but I know that I'm going to use it. So I'll pull that out, Um, you know, pull out some chicken, not totally sure how I'm going to use it yet, but maybe we'll throw it on the grill. Maybe I'll bake it with my new artichoke topping, whatever it is, but I maybe pull out two or three meats for the week, let them defrost in the fridge and then decide what I'm going to do with it from there. But I don't, I also don't like to plan for every single day because nobody needs to be cooking seven days a week, in my opinion, or you'll burn out. Um, for most people these days. So stocked freezer, stocked pantry. And then in terms of the fridge, honestly, I like to let the the grocery store or the farmer's market or whatever it is kind of dictate how I'm feeling. So I go in and I buy what looks good, what feels exciting, what's in season, what's fresh. And I just kind of stock up on fruits and veggies. And you just find ways, I, you know, what, what? what is interesting to me, I never thought about it that way, using like the protein as the anchor. And of course, this is going to be yeah. different. Like you said, if you're vegetarian or vegan, we're not in this family, but um, starting with that, because sometimes I, I feel like I, I look at it holistically and I'm like, what type of dish do I want? Mm. But it, it does help, like you said, to just start with what you have. Can you talk yeah. more about that sort of philosophy? And you just kind of went through it when you talked about what you do with ground meat or ground beef, like the meatballs and the sauce, like what else, how can we stimulate our imagination that we can come up with ideas here? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a, it's a tough thing to teach. And sometimes, like you said, it is just a way of like reprogramming your mind, right? Like, oh, I never thought to think about the protein as an anchor. And that, for some people, that's like a light bulb and that can really help. For others, they just need to either, you know, find something that inspires them, whether it's like for me, if I'm ever in a super huge rut, 
going out to a new restaurant or going to even a different grocery store, just like mixing up the routine. Um, I went to, where did I go the other, other day? Like a different Ralph's or a different whole, like a new Whole Foods or something that just, just like a little bit different and exciting um, could just spark some creativity or watching a cooking show. Like for me watching Ina Garden, you know, or now you could just go on Instagram and basically watch all of these bloggers. Finding someone that you love and trust to watch them make something can just open up so many doors and just really help spark your imagination. Do you follow the pasta queen on Instagram? No. Oh my gosh, like she's it. so good. And everything, this is the, obviously like, I just, uh, this is the type of food that I like. Them. I mean, but she makes these and they remind me of things that my grandma would think of. Like you would think, oh, just pasta. Do you have a little white yeah. sauce or tomato sauce? But like, there's no, there's so many combinations. So I like that idea of just finding your people because even if I see her do one thing, I'm like, huh, I could even yeah. do a little twist on that and yes. sort of make it my own. So I love that idea. Do you have any favorite food bloggers that you suggest mm -hmm. people follow? I mean, yeah, besides yourself. Besides myself. Um, there's so many. Oh my gosh. The list is, the list goes on. There's, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of some of my favorites. What's Gabby Cooking um, is a really good one. She has kind of simple everyday foods that are similar um, to kind of my, how I like to cook. You need to find someone who cooks like you like to cook. So there's so right. many amazing ones that use like you know, crazy ingredients or too many steps. And if that's not realistic for you, it might just be too overwhelming. Um, the Defined Dish is fantastic. Okay. Um, her name is Alex. Fed and Fit. Uh, there's so many, honestly. Uh, my whole, go into my feed, see who I follow and just follow all those people. I love that. Okay. Hey, talk to me about the idea of how much time we should be spending in the kitchen. I think there's this idea that if we're not spending 45 minutes to an hour, then there's no way it could be healthy and fresh. Like what is a good uh, sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like ballpark time that we need to make a good, healthy, tasty dish. So you don't need to spend, you know, 45 minutes or an hour doing it. It really, it really can be done quickly. Um, I would say on average, maybe it's about 30 minutes. Sometimes it comes together faster. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Also, there's lots of things that you can do ahead of time. So if you have five minutes earlier in the day to, you know, throw together a quick marinade or make a salad dressing or um, just prep something, it will cut down on your time a little bit later. But I'm not one. There are times where I like to spend hours in the kitchen, but that's when I know that nobody's going to bother me. And it's more of like a therapeutic experience, but for everyday stuff after 20 minutes, I'm done. <laughs> really? It's that quick. And that's from start well, to finish. I, or I'm mentally done. Like I, right. I want to be out by then. Right. Right. So sorry. I have a kid coming in. I'll, I'll be out. Go, go, go. I'll be right out. Give me, give me, give me a few more minutes. Go, go get some chocolate. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Just delightfully unprofessional. Go get some chocolate. I love it. I, mean, I know anything, truly. Um, we always say bri what is us? bribery and threats are all we have in parenting. Sometimes <laughs> it's true. It it's true. Um, run us through some of the favorite recipes from your website because it's really well organized. And if you guys go in, you'll see slow cooker recipes, popular recipes. I mean, you'll see everything organized by type, but you have to have a few favorites, right? I really, I do. And it really changes. Like I become obsessed with certain ones, but um, I'm going to send you a link and I'll share some here as well, but I have a link of some of my top 10 favorite recipes um, that'll be specific for you and your audience. 
but I love my no fuss lasagna and I know you're Italian. So like, oh my gosh, that sounds gonna, so good. It's so good. And I've had some people, if you go read the comments who are Italian, who are like my Italian husband tried this and loved it more than his grandmother's. I was like, Wait, oh. run me through it. How is it no fuss? And is this like a one day kind of thing? Like a quick thing? Tell it's me about a, this recipe. Okay. So it's no fuss because you don't boil any noodles ahead of time. You know how lasagna is like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's, it's, it's a, a whole it's thing. A, it's a multi-tiered process. Correct. And, and I love lasagna and, and I like, there's no, you know, I, I love the, I love the process, but it's mm. not necessarily doable for an easy weeknight meal. It's just yeah. not for a busy mom. Um, so there's no boiling of noodles. You literally just layer all of the ingredients and put it in the oven. It takes 10 minutes to prep and then you pop it in the oven. It is, we make it every week and it is okay. delicious. What sauce do you use or do you make your own? So I use Rayo's. I love Rayo's. It's my okay, favorite. So, we okay. love so I just, and I just, again, zhuzh it up. So what I have, and I actually use, you probably will be like, I can't believe you do this, but I use cottage cheese instead of ricotta. You could use either. Okay. Does that make it healthier? Obviously. I don't, it's just a little more protein. Maybe I mean, I usually make it vegetarian. You could use, you know, ground meat or whatever you want, but so I mix the sauce. I mix all the cottage cheese in a bowl. I add some lemons some spices just to give it flavor, some Parmesan, mix it all up. That's my cheese and sauce mixture. And I literally layered uncooked lasagna noodles, the cheese sauce. I chop up a bunch of spinach or whatever veggies you want. Sometimes I do broccoli chopped up. I throw in tons of veggies, zucchini, anything you want, and then just keep layering mozzarella and then the cheese sauce and then just keep going. And I cover it and put it in the oven. It is heaven. And the noodles bake well, like they, they cook well. well. Yeah. Okay, wait. So if we're doing this with ground beef, are we cooking or ground meat? Are we cooking the beef beforehand separately and then layering it in? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not going to cook that. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Not oh, that no fuss. This you is try it. you know what I did this week that I was so proud of. Usually I have a couple things that I love to make, and they're usually like soups and chilies, like anything that takes all day that I can do in the morning or in the afternoon and like let simmer. I love, but yeah. I use the instant pot for a chili. And I was shook at how good it was. I was like, yeah. I have been wasting my life stirring my little chili pot. I, I mean, know. the Instant Pot, like what? Do you like that? Or is that like cooking cheating kind of? So I don't like the word cheating because I do think that it's so, it can be great, especially for those moments when you're like, oh, I just want like a, like a slow cooker dinner, but I don't have time because it's four o'clock. That's why I love the Instant Pot. And I do make chilies in there. And there are times where I want to just, I want to stir it over the stove and I, and yeah. it's never, never cold and rainy here, but you know, it's a, it's a chillier day. And, and I want that, that process of cooking on the stove, but sometimes I don't. And I just want to throw the frozen meat in a instant pot, press go. And 10 minutes later you have it. So I think it's a great tool. And if it, if it gets you cooking and excited about food, use it. There's nothing wrong with it. And it's so great. are there any kitchen gadgets that you can't live without that you really do endorse and love? I'm not a huge gadget person. I like to keep it pretty basic. Honestly, a good, like you're like a, like one really good pot or pan, mm -hmm. like good quality pots and pans. I know it's not really a gadget, but it does make such a difference. What types cooking. of pans should we have? Like the big kind of saute pans, the ones that are a little deeper that you can like cook and then yes. toss your pasta in. That's, that's my favorite one. Okay. Literally the exact one. So like I have all clad, but there's every brand has them. But yes, I love the one that has the lip. It's like a two inch lip because you can do everything in it. You can, like you said, toss pasta, you can make chicken dishes, anything in there. 
um, but a high quality pot or pan and then um, a good knife. A good knife. What, what type do you like? There's so many good ones now. Um, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars for a really good knife. My, my current favorite brand is Shun. It's a Japanese company. I've had them forever, but they are pricier. There's so many. Um, Zwilling makes great knives. Uh, Maiden. There's just, there's a lot of really good, um, reasonable price knives out there, but you got to have a sharp knife. Otherwise cooking is going to A, take forever and B, not be fun. Yeah. We don't, we don't like that. What about some good veggie staples? I know that I'm always trying to work in fruits are easy with kids. They tend to be easier, but a vegetable, at least one vegetable per meal or at dinner. What are some staples that you have, and in what ways do you prepare them to make kids actually eat them? So I, it's like, it's, it's funny because people are like, oh, your kids must be like the best eaters. No, not, not necessarily. I know what they love and I know how to prepare food that they'll eat, but it's different for both of them. So my oldest daughter won't eat any cooked vegetables, but she'll eat pretty much any raw vegetable. So that's interesting. It is very interesting. So anytime I'm prepping dinner, if I'm chopping veggies, I just pull aside, you know, some of the ones that I'm going to cook and I just put them on a little plate or a little bowl and she gets that on her plate. Um, And for my, my other one, I just continue to expose. So sometimes, you know, she loves mushrooms and she'll eat a whole, you know, a whole uh, pan of them. And sometimes she's like, no, I don't want anything. And she doesn't have any veggies at that meal. And it just kind of is what it is. So I never, I'm never forcing them to eat things or to try things. I'm just constantly exposing them and offering. And then eventually I find that they come around a little bit, but it goes in waves as well. Yeah. It's definitely like, like a slow exposure kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That's good to know. Talk to me about how you built up uh, Life is But a Dish and the story behind that, because it's very clear you have a real passion for what you do and, and knowledge, and it seems like it comes naturally to you as well. But how did you decide to sort of parlay this into a more business operation? Yeah. So uh, I mentioned I was a teacher. I was an elementary school teacher. I taught first grade for many years. And again, teaching is really what lights me up. And when I had my first daughter, she was about nine months old, and I discovered food blogs. At that point, I was cooking a lot. I really enjoyed it. I was taking pictures of my food for no reason other than (laughs) just because. And um, I discovered food blogs. And I thought, wow, this is a job. Like people take pictures of their food and post it on the internet. And that's that's a thing. And I was like, I want to do that. And uh, I had my second daughter. And at that point, it was either I'm going to go back to the classroom to teach or I'm going to figure something else out at home. And so I decided to give it a go. And once I really commit to something, I, I really commit. And so I gave myself two years to just see if I could build some legs. And I had no idea what life is, but it, life is a dish would be or what it would turn into. But I just knew that I wanted to share my recipes and I knew that people would love them. And so I went hard for two years when I had two babies at home. Um, I could have never imagined that social media would turn into what it is and that the blog would be what it is today. And I would be able to have my own programs and courses and just really reach so many more people through the internet. But um, it just, it's grown. It's been about coming up on eight years. Wow. Okay. So you've been doing it this, yeah, for quite some time. Yeah. 
what are you hearing most from people who, you know, subscribe to your, your newsletter or use your meal plans? Like what, what is the feedback you most often get? People appreciate that the meals are really approachable. So I have a lot of people in my audience who are just like you and I, just busy moms, busy schedules. Um, I have people who are afraid to cook and overwhelmed by the kitchen and feel like they have no idea where to start. They have no background. They weren't you know, brought up with um, delicious food and, and good cooks around them. And so they find that it's kind of a safe space to learn because I do a lot of teaching. Um, so I get that feedback. And also people who already love to cook just appreciate how it's kind of simplified, but also still tastes really good. Or, oh, you know, I've never liked meatloaf and I tried your recipe and I love it. Um, so, and just understanding that there's just little things that you need to do in your cooking to make it taste really good. And I think that is overlooked because I think people think you have to be some top chef or do crazy things or crazy techniques. And you really don't. What's one thing you would tell somebody who's scared to even try to start to cook? Reach out number one, cause I'll help you. But I would say, again, finding someone that you trust, whether it's somebody online, you know, on, on Instagram, a blogger, finding a show that you can really relate to. Uh, for me, it was Ina Garden and trying a recipe, just trying it. I always tell people the worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work and you have to throw it in the trash. Most likely that's not the case, but that's the worst thing that can happen. So just starting to try and mo- usually you'll surprise yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great feeling when you know what's on your plate from like stem to stern, like you, you cook, you came up with it or you found, followed a recipe and you know how it's made and how much of this and that, because it's just so tempting. And I fall into this trap multiple times a week to just dial up Uber eats and, you know, yeah. and I just cringe a little. Cause I'm like, Oh, I mean, like who knows really what, how this all came together, you know, or how much sodium is in it. And I try not to overthink yeah. that kind of stuff, but when we're repeatedly doing it or ordering pizza, it's just, you, you start to feel like, okay, I need to try. I need to yeah. try a little bit more. And you don't necessarily feel good. Like after, after three right. or four days of eating out, I'm like, I need a home cooked meal. And yes. also it adds up. It's so expensive. It's I mean, so you feed a family of four or five, you're spending hundreds of dollars. Do you try to, when you're grocery shopping, stick to a budget? I know you said you kind of follow your gut instinct when it comes to inspiration for meals, but for somebody who might not have that compass, what do you tell them as far as not only staples and things that they might almost always use, but like how to, how to get comfortable with that and what exactly to buy? Because I I know sometimes if I'm not going in with like recipe in hand, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, where do I even start? Where do people start? Yeah. That's a great question. It's definitely not an area where I budget. It's like the one area where I just let myself be. It's also my job and, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, But I also, I don't go crazy, but I would say if you're able to even plan out, you know, even two to three recipes for the week. So, okay, you know that you're going to make these three, two or three things, make that list. And then can you fill in just a little bit from there? So if you're trying to really stay on the budget, you know, maybe meal planning will help with that. So, Mm -hmm. but maybe giving yourself a little bit of leeway to, you know, to buy just a few things that excite you here and there, but then you're going to stick to the plan for the rest of the week. And there's also so many 
you can get so many great groceries now at you know Target, Walmart, Costco has great stuff. Uh, there's so many places you can go that can help you on mm-hmm. a budget. Oh my gosh, I love the Costco like pork loins. They're like marinated. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that little medallion. Great stuff. It's so good. I'm like, yeah. it's like you get the whole pig too. So I eat this. You know, we eat this for like two days. It's like yeah. really like don't sleep on Costco. Who knew? Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. Really um, okay, we're gonna play a fun little game before I do want to go back and talk about the remaining favorite recipes from your site, but we'll do that okay. in a couple minutes. We're gonna play a little game called I Found This in My Fridge. I want you to give me three things you would do with this one basic ingredient. And oh my you know, just that come to mind, you know? Okay. Okay. So the first one is linguine or any type of pasta. Let's say a long oh, noodle. Give, give me three ideas for that. Okay, it's summer. So I'm thinking like, I love shrimp. So like sauteing some shrimp and just like garlic, butter, bunch of lemon, fresh herbs and tossing it with the linguine. Like, yeah, That sounds so good. Would never have thought of that. Okay. Oh, really? And throw maybe, maybe some tomatoes. Um, I don't know, just so simple. And that can be done truly in 15 minutes because you cook your pasta, you make the shrimp and the other thing and they put it all together. In our nice little pan, our nice little deep pan. Just real quick, what herbs would you use there? You said garlic, lemon, olive oil, salt and pepper probably, but like, what would you, what else would you put in there? I mean, I would, whatever you like, but probably parsley, could do chives, um, probably more, that's probably what I would do. No, I wouldn't do thyme. I would probably do like parsley and chives. Love that. Okay. Two other quick ideas for a, a longer pasta. Oh, I mean, I love, I love a bolognese. So like a really just like quick, simple meat sauce, whether it's turkey meat, or I actually love mixing ground turkey and ground beef. I, I do love too. that combo. But we just did that. Sorts, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And you can make a huge batch of that. You can freeze some of it so that you can, you know, pull it out to make for pasta, to add to pasta at another time. Um, but I love a bolognese. So that's another one that I would do with linguine. Um, Another thing would be just honestly roasting up a, I'm just coming up on the top of my head, but roasting up a huge pan of veggies or grilling a bunch of veggies and then just tossing it with the pasta with some olive oil, like really fresh and light and simple. Actually, that's a really, I always see people doing those um, like one pan veggie Mm -hmm. things. I have not tried that, but it feels like the easiest way to do that. So easy. Just roast up whatever you have, whatever is in season. Or I'm also thinking just like, just drop the shrimp and swap tomatoes like in the summer, cooking up or grilling a bunch of tomatoes and just tossing it with the linguine. Yum. I love that. Okay. Ingredient number two, salmon. Give us three ways you would do this. Okay. We love salmon. Um, So I actually have, this is going to sound overwhelming but I promise it's one of the easiest things that I do. And we do it every week. It's my girl's favorite. We do an at-home sushi night with cooked salmon. So there's no like, you know, raw fish, none of that. So I cook the salmon, I break it up. And then it's like a DIY, make your own hand rolls. So I put out the nori, I put out the grilled salmon, I make sushi rice, which is really easy. Same as making regular rice, put everything out. And then everyone just like builds their own hand rolls. It's so good. That actually sounds really fun too. It's really fun. And, um, so that, and then I love just like grilling salmon or just broiling it so that it just, you know, it's kind of like charred on the top, just with some butter, salt and pepper, maybe some garlic powder, some lemon, and then serving it with coconut rice. So I have the coconut rice recipe, which is like the greatest thing ever invented. 
um, and some sauteed broccoli or grilled broccoli or any sort of veggie on the side. Ooh, coconut rice. Never even yeah. thought of it. Next and that's level. on your website, you said. On my website, yeah. Okay. So salmon, salmon with, uh, or throwing salmon in a pasta also just with the fettuccine even. Right. Um, salmon in a pasta or salmon in just like a sheet pan dinner, you know, throwing it on a sheet pan. I think I actually have a recipe that's salmon, asparagus, potatoes. So I would add the potatoes in the sheet pan first, cook that up because they take longer than the salmon, pull them out, add your salmon and asparagus, and then you take everything out and you have a full meal. And that's quick too. It sounds like that's not super quick. Super okay. Quick. You're opening my mind up. So okay. <laughs> our, our final, I found it in the fridge thing is just chicken breast, which, I, or, or you can do like a dark meat too. We like thighs and drumsticks around here, but chicken in general. Okay. So that's not big chicken. chicken. <laughs> so for summer, I would, I love a grilled chicken. So definitely marinating it. So in whatever, whatever you like, but you can just do an olive oil, some sort of acid, whether it's balsamic or a citrus or, um, you know, a bunch of spices and then just throwing it on the grill. It's my mm -hmm. favorite way to do it during the summer with like a, you know, tomato burrata salad or some cornbread. I don't know. There's so many ways that, that you can do it. So I would say grilled chicken, um, also throwing it in your instant pot with a jar of salsa and having shredded chicken tacos would be oh, delicious. Really good idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or throwing it in your slow cooker if you don't have uh, an instant pot and just let it go for four hours, shred it up and then yeah, use it for tacos, enchiladas. Um, yeah. Anything like that. Or what else could we I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge baked chicken breast person. Not around have, here either. Don't worry. <laughs> I have some recipes, but it's not my favorite method. It just, um, the flavor never gets to where it's supposed to get. It's like, no. it, it's just, it's always bland and gross. Yeah. And so yes, I, I do agree. I have um, like a chicken Parmesan or chicken piccata, some, you know, simple recipes for that. That's a little bit more like, you know, like fancier weeknight, but still easy. Right. Um, Oh, I also have like a, like a breaded, uh, you can use like cornflake crumbs or breadcrumbs uh, with like you marinate the chicken in buttermilk to get it nice and tender. And then you crust it in that and just bake it with a little bit of butter on top. It's like, a, it's basically Ooh. a chicken, a chicken tender. So good. That's not, how long do you marinate chicken for typically, whether it's buttermilk or any of these other like acid based glazes or marinades? So if you're doing buttermilk, I would say if you can give it at least four hours okay. up to, you know, up to maybe overnight would be ideal. But yeah, I mean, typically if you can give it at least an hour in like a, a citrus based, I would say minimum about an hour, but you can do it up to overnight. Okay. Would be okay. Fine. All right. Thank you for playing that game, by the way. Yeah. That was fun. It's just like <laughs> it's things I would never think of. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the website. We talked about lasagna being one of your favorites from there. What are a couple others that people can pop over and check out as well. Yes. Um, so I mentioned the turkey meatloaf. I, I, there's, it is the recipe known for turning meatloaf haters into meatloaf lovers. So just wow. putting it out there. It's okay. very good. It's done it all in one bowl. It, you know, it takes maybe 15 or so minutes to prep. Then it's done. It's delicious. Um, so no fuss lasagna, turkey meatloaf. I have my slow cooker turkey meatballs, which are popular. Mm. Um, Gosh, there's so many staples. There's a broccoli pasta that's like 15, 20 minutes tops. It's just sauteed broccoli with some really fresh flavors. Um, I have a bunch of sheet pan meals. Uh, there's, 
what is there? There's like a Tuscan, uh, Tuscan chicken with kale and potato sheet pan meal that's really good, which uses bone-in skin on breasts, which is more flavor flavorful than just a boneless, skinless breasts. Yes. So okay. That's really good. Um, I don't know. Those are the ones off the top of my head. There's so many. There's like 600 recipes on there. Oh my goodness. I was going to say, do you have yeah. plans to continue to obviously grow and add to the blog, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So continuously adding every week, pretty much every week, if not every two weeks, there's new recipes, but there's so much on there that you're good to go if you're brand new. So if we want to, we're committing to cooking more and to doing this and, and, you know, showing up in this way, how can people access some of your stuff? Do we, obviously the blog is one way to go, but you said you do some actual like courses and things as well. Can you talk to us about that? Yep. So I created a program called Cook with Confidence. And this program was really meant for people who, two types of people, people who A, are completely tied to recipes and just can't eat, couldn't imagine, you know, adding an extra pinch of salt or veering away from the recipe at all, which for some people that works, but for some people it's very restricting and uh, time consuming. Yeah. And it just, it's not, it's not so, it's not as enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So it's meant for those people or for people who just don't even know where to begin, don't even know how to get started and who I have people who, you know, were having panic attacks in the kitchen, just walking into their kitchen made them feel flustered and overwhelmed. And so it's meant for the busy parent or the busy professional who just wants to learn how to cook recipes on the fly and learn basic foundational techniques. So it's one thing to go to a cooking class. If you've ever been to a cooking class out in the real world, they give you a bunch of recipes. Everything's pretty much measured out. You kind of put it together and then you walk away with three new recipes that you may or may not ever make again. So in this program, I'm really teaching you actual techniques. So for example, if we have a full week on chicken, I'm gonna teach you how to saute it, how to bake it, um, different techniques, what to do with it so that when you see that technique in a recipe, you could change things around, you can make adjustments, you understand what's happening and you don't have to just be like a robot and follow a recipe. Exactly I love that. How it is. I love that. It, that seems like something I would benefit from because I, yeah. I tend to like remember how to do things one way and not that yeah. I don't riff on a recipe, but I just get locked into, okay, well, I have to do it this way every time, you know? Exactly. And it just teaches people to get more comfortable with their own kitchens because again, for a lot of people, they read a recipe and it's like, oh, the recipe said to cook it at 350 for this long, but it wasn't done or it was overcooked. And again, teaching people that you have to get to know your oven and your 350 is going to be different than my 350. And so what to look for as you're cooking and just kind of bringing up, opening up people's awareness about cooking. And really it's all about confidence because as soon as you have that confidence, it, it just opens up your world to be able to do so much more in the kitchen. I love that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And that was cooking with confidence. Called cook with confidence. Yep. And I have a little coupon code for you guys, for your audience, if you want it. And I'll send awesome. it over. Yes. And I'll put that in show notes guys. So what's next for Lainey? What are you going to be working on? I know you'll obviously continue to add to the blog and work on these courses and things, but are there aspirations for a TV show? Like where are we going to see you next? I've always kind of dreamed of a TV show. It feels like that could, that's never going to happen, but I don't Why? have any. I don't know. No, we're putting that into the universe today <laughs> for you. Yes. No, it's not too big. Nothing is Maybe. too big. No. A TV show, a cookbook, one day. Right now, the focus is the blog um, and my programs. And again, I love I love Cook with Confidence because I love working with the students and just seeing 
lives transform before my eyes. Like, again, that's really what lights me up. So just more of that and creating new recipes and connecting with my audience. I love it so much. You know, I, I really strive to do what my mom did for me and the women in our family did for everyone, which is to bring people together through it. I mean, exactly. it's one thing you want to eat healthy. Yes, but it is really at the end of the day, not to be corny, but it is about spending that time together and knowing that you're nourishing them in a way. And, and I, I don't know, it's that to it me, feels is good. Like, it does feel good. I just yeah. have to, you know, this is the week I'm doing it. And it just happened to coincide with, <laughs> with my, and you know, I, you know, I go in waves, you know what yes. I mean? So, and so do I. And there are times where I don't feel like cooking and I just bleh. And also I feel like we put so much pressure to have to do that every single night. And I think we have to remove that. And if you can cook, if you want to, and you can do it one night a week and sit down with your family one night a week, then make it, make it that. And that's mm -hmm. it. And if you have to do take out the rest of the time, that's okay. But enough of the pressure of having to cook elaborate meals every single day. It's not, it's not doable. Yeah. I love that. Uh, it, it's got to be accessible. You know, it's got to yeah. feel easy to do. Um, Lainey, yeah. tell us where we can find you on social, repeat your, um, your blog as well. So people can check that out. And of course, guys, I'll link this all in show notes as well. Yep. So the website is lifeisbetadish.com and I'm at lifeisbetadish on social media, on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, everywhere. I love it. It's such a good name. I love how, how did you come up with that? Of course, my husband came up with it. Like, I couldn't even never admit it to that again. No, because <laughs> you're busy doing the real work, lady. <laughs> I know. I was like, but when you said it, I was like, yes, like that, that is it. So good. That's the name of your future TV oh, show. God. Yes. I love yes. that. Uh, thank, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you so, so much. And guys, thank you for listening and or watching. As always, we go on the blog, we got to talk.com slash blog and put all of these um, articles on afterwards. So if you would rather go check it out or pass it on in written form, definitely check that out. If you don't mind, I would love if you could leave a rating and review. Those help this show to get out to people who might find it useful or entertaining. I'm so grateful for your support. Please follow on Instagram at Sunny Abada or check out our latest blog post at wegotatalk.com slash blog. See you next time. Thank you.